Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Informative. Insightful. And always talking Razorback Athletics. Let's do it. It's time for the Hog Hustle, powered by First Arkansas Bank and Trust and Hogsports.com. Broadcasting statewide to Razorback Nation. Here is R.J. Hawk, Danny West, and Pete Brulier. Glad to have you along on this Tuesday. We're back on Tuesdays. It's been a little while since we've... Occupied the Tuesday night slot or the Tuesday afternoon, whichever you may be listening. Danny West, Pete Roulier, stand by in Northwest Arkansas. Gentlemen, how are you today? Doing great, bud. How are you? Great. It's good to be back on schedule. Hogs get a four-game sweep of Gonzaga the last week. We'll talk a little bit about that. Razorback basketball back on the winning side of things after getting Isaiah Joe back. That was a fun game to watch. And we've got some Razorback football news, including recruiting. And uh, later on the show, we will do the mailbag where you can go to hogsports.com, jump into the message board under the Razor's Edge, and uh, type in your question. We do that each and every week right here on the Hog Hustle. Well, gentlemen, I guess we got to get to the bad news first. And we will first start with 2020 Arkansas signee Cottrell Wallace out of Bryan, Arkansas. News came out the other day that uh, Cottrell was arrested and booked in the Saline County Jail uh, on Class B felony charges of sexual assault and Class D felony charges of tampering. Um, guys, when you when you, you hate to hear this, especially especially when the kid is, is new to the program, he's an 18-year-old kid, number six player in the state of Arkansas, and now the Hogs are left scratching their head. They haven't officially pulled his scholarship yet, Danny. I think they're waiting to get more details on the situation, but um, just not a good thing for Sam Pittman in his first year. Yeah, a tough deal right off the bat. You know, here you go, coach. Go address this one, right? A really tough deal, RJ. And we want to make clear he's innocent until proven guilty, but obviously facing some really, really serious stuff here. We'll let the system run its course and see what happens. But if it does come out that he's not going to be, uh, you know, if he if he is guilty and Arkansas has to uh, burn that scholarship, that scholarship, you know, a lot of people are wondering, hey, could, could we just go out and replace him? It doesn't work like that. That scholarship goes away. So... Obviously, there's a lot more important aspects to this side of the to this story itself. But, you know, that's uh, not really my area of expertise, the law side of it. But I can tell you in terms of a scholarship that would go away. A lot of people questioning that right now. So we'll see what happens, man. I'm sure they've got a long way to 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 go and figure that out. But, um, you know, in terms of the football side of it, which is what we're here to talk about, this is a guy who's. You know, he's got plenty of potential, 6'5", 6'6", 210. They were really excited to sign him. Uh, Felt like he could be a guy that could come in and play outside linebacker or even eventually grow into a true defensive end. Just, you know, great length, great explosiveness. He could run with guys, really physical guys. So they were counting on him, man, and and here we are. Well, I guess we'll see what happens with it. Well, Danny, he was a three-star kid that is one of your, your homegrown guys. But this last recruiting cycle, Arkansas did pretty well when it comes to defensive ends and linebackers, right? 
They did. They did. And, you know, Cottrell didn't have just a huge offer list. Uh, he did have some nice offers, don't get me wrong. But Arkansas got in on him so early, and I think so many people assumed that, you know, he's probably going to stay at home and play for the Hogs that probably hurt his offer list a little bit. But, yeah, you nailed it there. They signed a really big linebacker class when you think about Keelan Burrell, uh, JT Towers, Eric Thomas. He actually signed as a defensive end that they're going to move to linebacker. Uh, Ja'Cory Turner was in that class. And then to come away with Levi Draper, obviously down the final stretch there, the grad transfer from Oklahoma. Uh, we'll see if Jashad Stewart sticks at de- defensive end or switches over to linebacker. So, yeah, I, I mean, you're going to be okay either way, but certainly uh, Cottrell was, was one they were looking forward to getting because he, you know, he is so versatile. Yeah. I think he is a guy, you know, that could put his hand in the dirt eventually. Uh, you look at him right now, he's skinny at 6'6", 210. He looks really, really skinny and has a long way to go and getting upper body strength and all of those things, but you could just tell by watching him. I was able to see him a few times in high school. I'm sure you were too, buddy. But, man, he's he was all over the place all the time and had a lot of potential. Now, I know, I know you addressed the scholarship. Could the scholarship be given to a walk-on that, that is already, you know, yeah. in the program, or is that scholarship just dead no matter what? Well, it would have to go to a guy who's been here for two years or longer because it can't count against your initial 25 the initial 25 scholarship is null and void it's out the window now he's taking that spot no matter you know if he shows up great if he doesn't you lose that scholarship but it would still open up one for the 85 total scholarship in which case would have to go to a walk-on who's been here more than two years so uh, yeah the silver lining is if you know if things don't work out for Cottrell uh, at Arkansas, then uh, you know somebody else would benefit from it. I guess you could look at it that way. Yeah. Now, well, let's move on now to you put out an article on HogSports.com for the 2021 defensive offers under Sam Pittman, and uh, you look at this list, Danny. This I'm not. We're not going to go through every single one of them, but uh, thank goodness. Yeah. No. There's a, whole bunch there, there's a ton of them. <laughs> I'm just going to go category by category as of right now. Um, Sam Pittman has six defensive tackles that he's offered, nine defensive ends, 14 linebackers, uh, 10 cornerbacks, eight safeties. I mean, that's a, that's a whole host. Now, granted, you're not going to get all those guys, but what are some names that stand out to you off this list, Danny? Okay, yeah, I'll start with defensive end. Uh, you know, there's a kid, Travion Ford, that I wrote about last week or maybe even two weeks ago now, four-star kid out of St. Louis Lutheran North High School. He actually came and visited. I want to say he took part of a camp here under Chad Morris last summer, and now he's exploded. He's a huge, big-time prospect now. Another guy, Landon Watson, out of Hudo, Texas. Does that sound right, RJ? Hudo, H-U-T-T-O. I have no idea. But uh, he's another four-star that he's actually coming in on April the 25th which uh, I think is the day of the spring game. So, uh, yeah, a couple of guys there. You mean the linebacker. spring game that's not going to be in Little Rock this year? Is that what you're saying? Uh-uh. Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're scheduling guys to come in for for visits on the 25th, it would make sense to me that, yeah, yeah it's going to have to be on the hill up here. So, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people I, – I, I mean, I don't know how, how people feel about that, but from a recruiting standpoint – 
again, we can go back and talk about this for hours and well, hours. I figured we'd get into no it later sense. in the show, but yes, I, I know where you're sure going with will. this. I'm sure we will. Mm-hmm. At linebacker, let me run through a couple of names here. Colin Oliver, Edmond, Oklahoma, Santa Fe High School, DJ Arkansas. We talked about DJ last week, the new offer out of Denton, Texas, Ryan High School. Uh, Nick Martin out of Texarkana, Pleasant Grove. He's on the Texas side of things, but really interested in Arkansas right now. So a few guys at linebacker. Time out. Time out. I got yep, to stop go you it. right there. Here we go. The all-name list at linebacker for the 2021 class, you you need to get DJ Arkansas and Chief Borders. I like Chief I, Borders. I mean, you get those two names, it's a done deal. I, I will say this. I will say this. We've seen enough of Chief around here, haven't we? Yeah, on well, defense. Good point. Oh, well, it's a fair point. Okay. No, I, Chief Borders, I think it would help you a lot more, <laughs> <laughs> a lot more than the previous Chief. But good point there, DJ Arkansas. Love that. Love that name. Yes. Love the kid. Love his family. They've been awesome. Uh, Drayden Norwood at corner. You've heard about him. I've talked about him plenty. Kid out of Fort Smith Northside. I'm looking at safeties here. Tyler Hibbler, another St. Louis kid out of Trinity Catholic. He actually came in for a visit. Uh, what when was that? February first, the yeah. first uh, junior day. So yeah, just a few names to keep an eye on there. So that was on the defensive side. Now these are guys that have been offered by Arkansas. Uh, now Since let's December eighth when when uh, Sam Pittman took over. Now people may get on Hogsports.com and go click on offers extended. That whole tab. That's going to be somewhat inaccurate because a lot of those offers you see there are, are kids who were already offered by uh, Chad Morris and the previous staff. They won't let me take those offers out of their profile, so I just made a new list that's designated only for Sam Pittman's targets. Gotcha. Okay, so on the offensive side, a lot of people are wondering what kind of offense is Sam Pittman and this staff going to run this year, and you look at the offer list so far, and this looks like a, a group that they're wanting to spread it out and be very up-tempo. They've got two athletes offered so far, nine quarterbacks, six running backs, 23 wide receivers, and then uh, you look down – Offensive lineman, 15, and then tied in seven. Uh, you know, that, that ought to be an indication of how they want to run this offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say this. Justin Stepp is going at it, man. I mean, he's offering, it seems like, a, a few different kids every week at wide receiver, but that's that's typical of, of Stepp. He likes to put out a lot of offers and, uh, and, and roll the dice there. So that is a lot. But really, by J-Step standards, that's not really so many. But I'm with you at quarterback. Nine is appropriate for this time of year, I think. Uh, I think you've got a good chance to get a couple of those guys on campus relatively soon. Matter of fact, Caden Salter, a kid out of Cedar Hill, Texas, very heavily recruited. He announced yesterday that he'll be coming up March 2nd. So I guess that'll be next Monday. So uh, does that sound right? Yeah, Monday. So Kyron Drones may be another Texas kid to keep an eye out for out of Pearl in Texas, Shadow Creek High School. Uh, Wide receiver, golly, there's so many of them. Actually, last week I posted about five, six names on Hawk Sports that I believe are uh, some of their most wanted guys at that position right now. Tight end has been a little bit – a little bit tough to keep up with. We talked about a kid on here a couple of weeks ago that I feel pretty strongly about. Arkansas is going to be in the in the mix for the long haul. His name is Ryan Horstkamp out of Washington, Missouri. 
Um, obviously, Aaron Outley there at Little Rock Parkview, he's going to be definitely one to watch. And then on the offensive line, they've shelled out quite a few here recently. That's where you've got your only commitment so far for this year's class. And Terry Wells out of Wynn, Arkansas. But, um, yeah, Brad Davis and some of those guys. Seems like particularly in the last few weeks he's put out quite a few new offers. So it's starting to stack up pretty good there. I will make a quick note on Cole Carson, kid out of Bogota, Texas, Rivercrest High School. He actually told me he's going to be coming in on March 7th. So there's an offensive line name to keep an eye on. Danny, you know this line. Oh, go for it, Pete. Oh, yeah, I was, you were talking about Justin Stepp, and I remember you and I both talked to him a couple weeks ago. Um, he seems really motivated, doesn't he? Isn't that kind of scary to have to recruit against a motivated Justin Stepp? Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of those guys, Pete, that he's going to get after regardless. But, you know, he told us a couple of weeks ago, I am coaching with something to prove, and the kids recognize mm-hmm. that, and I think he's recruiting right now with something to prove, and that's evidenced by how many offers he's putting out. And he's not just going after run-of-the-mill wide receiver targets that maybe he'll have a shot at. I mean, he feels pretty confident, I think, in in the guys he's going after. And what you notice in his group in particular is so many of them are already four-star guys. So he's going to swing for the fences. Obviously, you know, they um, didn't have a great wide receiver class this past year. So I do think there's a little bit to that that he's trying to – He's trying to really go at it for the 21 class. Wouldn't surprise me if he comes away with another, you know, three, maybe four guys next year, much like he did in the 2019 class that people say, man, this guy can really get it done. So wouldn't shock me one bit if we're talking about him again. Danny, this last year we saw that Arkansas was planning on only taking one quarterback. And then, um, you know, you see nine offers for quarterback. Is you think that's going to be the case again where they only take one? Or you think they make – if a couple guys say, I want to go to Arkansas, they're going to take as many as they can get? Man, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they go after two. And here's why. Because you lose two, right? Yeah. Felipe Franks is a senior. Jack Lindsay is a senior. So both of your scholarship guys there, if you only brought in one – then you're back to four scholarship guys at quarterback next year. I think they would prefer to be at five. Wouldn't shock me if they get two quarterbacks again this year. Well, good stuff. You can find the complete list of who Ch- Sam Mo- – I almost said Chad Chad Morris uh, – who Sam Pittman has yeah, offered. Uh, you can just go to hogsports.com. It's on the front page of Hogsports, and Danny's got the complete breakdown right there. Hey, when we come back, we're going to get into some basketball. The Razorbacks got a big win over Missouri to get back in that win column, and Lenardi is now saying they got a shot to get back in the big dance. We're going to talk about that coming up next right here on the Hog Hustle. Pretty girl, you ain't done. 
Welcome back to the Hog Hustle, your source for all things recruiting and Arkansas Razorbacks. Today's show is brought to you by First Arkansas Bank and Trust. And in order to reach the pinnacle of success and be a top recruit, athletes have to put in the work seven days a week. First Arkansas Bank and Trust works seven days a week to offer banking services with their new Cube technology. And really, it's pretty cool because if you you can do any banking transaction that you'd normally do inside the branch or use through the drive-thru, you can work with a live customer service rep on a screen Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. and on Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Being able to offer banking services seven days a week is just another reason why people choose First Arkansas Bank and Trust. To learn more, all you have to do is visit fabandt.com, member FDIC. Well, Danny, Pete, Hogs got a win in basketball this last Saturday and a much-needed win. You see Isaiah Joe come back, and this just looked like a totally different team defensively. Uh, It's always nice when you've got a guy in Isaiah Joe that puts up 21 points, goes 5 of 10 from three-point range, and it was fun to see them, you know, not only win, but just play a complete game, it seemed like. Pete, we'll start with you. I, I know you were over there, weren't you, or were you at baseball? I was at baseball, but we were, of course, watching it on the TV. I mean, like you said, I think, I mean, obviously that was a must-win game. We were talking about last week on The Hustle, right? Um, if this team makes it to the tournament, they're going to have to look completely different with Isaiah Joe. And uh, that's exactly what they did. 21 points, 6 of 12 shooting. You mentioned it, 5 of 10 from range. Um, offensively, the spacing was just different. It's the team. It looked like the team that they were at the beginning of the season, right? Jimmy Witt was doing more. He got he got his shot off because the spacing was obviously a little bit different. Um, Mason Jones, he didn't have his best game, but he wasn't he wasn't you know crowded the whole entire time. Isaiah Joe just brings so much, and and even defensively, just the length, and. More so than what Isaiah Joe brings to the table, I think most importantly, he was an extra body. Arkansas needed an extra body no matter who it was, where they were playing. So I thought they looked like a team that can go on a little run here in the last uh, four games, maybe win three of the last four and uh, make another run at the tournament that Danny mentioned uh, last week. You know, one thing that was very apparent in the game, Mason Jones didn't have to be the man in this game. You know, while, while Isaiah was gone, you had two 30-point games and a 40-point game on a Mason Jones. And it you could kind of see where Mason Jones, he knew that he didn't have to be the guy. He, he, he had four assists in the game. He was really trying to find the open man in this one. And uh, I think you're going to see a lot more of that. Now, now, I will say this. This team needs Mason Jones. They need Mason right. Jones as much as yeah. they need Isaiah Joe. Uh, but it's nice now teams – they, they have to focus on Isaiah because of the three-point shooting. It takes a little bit of pressure off of Mason. Yeah, and Mason was scoring, you know, these 30- and 40-point games, and Arkansas wasn't even winning. That takes a lot out of a guy because I, I, if you look at a player like Mason Jones, he's not the most athletic guy in the entire universe. Um, and he, he, he can adopt that scoring mentality, but – He's a guy that's a high assist guy, a high rebound guy, a, a team player. And um, I'm not saying it hurt him to score 30 or 40 points. Obviously, he was enjoying that. But I think he's better when he has options because um, it looked like he was really starting to force it there at the end because he knew that in order for Arkansas to win, he was going to have to put on one of those crazy performances. Now that pressure's off of him a little bit with Isaiah Joe back, and he can kind of do his own thing. 
Okay. And the best part was, guys, he only had to play 29 minutes. Yeah, he didn't have you know, to play 40. As opposed to 39. Yeah. Right? 39 and a half. Yeah. I mean, it, man, like Pete said there, it's another body. Uh, whether it was, uh, you know, Isaiah Joe, one of the best shooters in the country when he's on, or just anybody, they needed somebody else in there to take a little bit off the off of the shoulders of uh, Mason Jones there. So good for him. Well, a little bit of a break for Mace. Did you guys – well, I know, Pete, you were at the ballpark, but, Danny, I don't know if you saw. Did you see where Lenardi said that if Isaiah Joe stays healthy, Arkansas, if they win at least three of the next four games – well, he didn't count Missouri yet, but he said basically four of the next five games – and an SEC tournament game, he could very easily see them in the NCAA tournament. And basically what he was saying is if they get to 21, he sees no reason why they shouldn't be there. Your thoughts, Danny West? I'm with him on that. I think we talked about it last week that some of these games coming up here, obviously at the time I was looking at Missouri followed by Tennessee. Uh, then you go to Georgia, which, you know, really until the other day had, I think they had gone one and eight in their last nine games have not been playing well. Then you've got a, a turnaround game here at Bud Walton against LSU, another team that uh, obviously has taken a little bit of a step back here lately. And then follow up with A and M. Yeah, I could see it. But you know, first things first, you got to go beat Tennessee. We they've they've got to forget about the tournament. They need to go beat Tennessee and then go from there. I mean, Tennessee obviously put it right. on them. What was that? A twenty-one point win yeah. in Knoxville a couple of weeks ago. I mean, embarrassed them really. Sixty-one. Yeah, they embarrassed them. Yeah, that was by far Arkansas's most lopsided game of the year so far. So. A little bit of a revenge factor, much like it was last Saturday with Missouri coming in here. I would expect Bud Walton to have a, a pretty pretty solid crowd, even for a, a Wednesday night 7.30 matchup tomorrow. You know what, Danny? One thing that Trey Biddy said before, well, I guess one of his last shows here on The Hustle, was if I were to tell you that the leading three-point shooter on this team would be Adrio Bailey, as far as shooting percentage, would be Adrio Bailey, would you believe me? And I think you and I both said, no, no, we wouldn't. And right now, Pete, you wrote, you wrote an article on hogsports.com. This guy is shooting 44% from downtown. He's 15 or 34. And he really is. Uh, that's one thing that Musselman mentioned is, like, I didn't expect it myself is what he said. Um, if you look at Adriel in practice, it's not like he's sitting there knocking down three-pointers left and right. He's just basically what you'd expect from a big guy. But um, he's a gamer. That's what Musselman said. You could always tell he's a gamer in terms of the energy that he brings, um, block shots and key rebounds. But really, the three-pointing has – I mean, you look at that um, – what was it? The Florida game where he put he went on a 9-0 run by himself. Um, obviously, Isaiah Joe is, is the, was the missing piece. If you look at going losing five straight and then coming back and finally getting a win – um, but Adriel Belli is one of those guys that if they're going to go win three of the next four and then win a tournament game, you're going to need Adriel Belli to put together one of those performances. You're going to need Desi Sills, um, and then you're going to need Jimmy Witt. You're going to need at least two of those three guys to step up every game. If you want to beat LSU, um, if you want to get revenge against Tennessee, they're playing hot right now. Um, you're going to need Adriel Belli to make a couple key three-pointers. So I think that's been really impressive to see this season from the senior who, who tells me he continues to keep on growing which is you know a really mature way to approach the game when you're a graduate senior with maybe five games left 
He's so, been my favorite guy to watch this year. It, just the emergence of him throughout the year. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think people expected him to be at this point right now, so it's been fun to see. I always pull for the energy guys, and right now I would right. – I mean, they all play hard, right? But Bailey and, and Desi, to me, they've just taken it to a new level, and they're probably my favorite guys to, to cheer for. Okay, so the couch. I was looking. The Tennessee game is uh, <laughs> tomorrow night. It's a 7.30 tip at Bud Walton Arena. The game's not sold out. You know, the last few home games have been sold out, and I was looking at uh, the Razorback Ticket Office website, and looks like the only seats really available are up in the upper deck. Um, so it ought to be a, a pretty good crowd. Guys, give me your prediction for the Hogs game tomorrow night against Tennessee. Go for it, Pete. Um, wow. I, I think I'm going to go ahead and go with an Arkansas win, and here's why. When you have Isaiah Joe back, I look at Tennessee and I look at Arkansas as two teams that are pretty evenly matched, um, give or take one, uh, I don't know, a couple things. But I think when Arkansas is playing at Bud Walton, I'm going to go give advantage to Arkansas. Danny? I think I'm going with Arkansas. We saw uh, Coach Muss yesterday do a do a little bit of an impersonation of the Undertaker. If that carries over, I mean, you can't let him down after that, man. It's the Taker. <laughs> yeah. Y'all see that? Yeah, yeah I, I did see that. Awesome. I think Pete wrote a story about it, but I thought it was pretty cool. So maybe that's where they're at, man. Maybe they're coming back to life here. And so, uh, yeah, with a uh, even a semi-packed Bud Walton, I'm going with Arkansas to get that revenge at home. Boy, you guys are some homers. I see ESPN uh, right now has got them 68.2% chance to win the game. To so. win the game. Well, um, yeah. I am going to be in that 40% range, and I'm going to say Arkansas loses this it's game. Understandable. Uh, and I'm not – look, I'm looking back at the box score from the last time these teams played. And Arkansas, we always know this team is going to be out-rebounded, but Isaiah Joe is not going to make that much of a difference on the boards. When Tennessee out-rebounds you 40-29, to 29, uh, including mm. having 11 offensive rebounds, that's tough. That's tough yeah, to win any game. Is Mason going to go one of ten from the floor again? I mean, it, Tennessee hasn't been all that great that, yeah. uh, away from home here lately either. They yeah. lost at South Carolina, lost at Auburn. Uh, yeah, Auburn. This I'm just past basing weekend, their last two. I'm games. just basing everything off my off the last game. And um, well, that last game was just a terrible effort performance. Um, it was a terrible – it was just accumulation of everything that was happening at the time. They lost to Auburn, had that game in hand, then went on the road to Missouri. That's two straight overtime losses. If they didn't have the bodies, they were playing another road game, the second in a row. They were wiped. That was just, yeah. that, I don't think that wasn't – yeah, I don't think that was a uh, indicative of what this team is capable of doing. And I don't think Tennessee dominated them because Tennessee is the better team. I just think they ran into a uh, a really tired Arkansas team that night, and that's just – not how um that's not what you've seen from them this season i hope you guys are right look i i i love to see this team win and and play at a high level i just i don't see it with this tennessee game and and uh once again i hope i'm wrong that's one thing about this show is that uh, we can always go back and listen to it but i I really do hope that i'm wrong on this thing because um when your leading scorer the last time out was jimmy witt who he played a decent game 11 of 16 from the free throw line but really nobody else um Play, you know, that was really the last game that Reggie Chaney actually played well. He had 10 points in that game against Tennessee, and it's kind of fallen off since then. Uh, I don't know if, if he's in the doghouse again with Musselman or if he's hurt, but not playing well right now. So 
hopefully we uh, we figure out something with uh, Reggie Chaney. And like I said, tip-off is tomorrow night at 7.30, Bud Walton Arena. And you can listen to the game on many of those same radio stations that you are listening to the Hog Hustle on right now. Well, when we come back, time to jump in and talk about those Diamond Hogs. They got a four-game sweep of Gonzaga this past weekend. Pete was there. We'll get his thoughts on the game. And then they're going to go down and place a host of Big 12 schools this weekend, starting with Oklahoma on Friday. We'll get the whole recap of what's going on with the Diamond Hogs and everything Arkansas baseball. Coming up next right here on the Hog Hustle. Welcome back to the Hog Hustle. Don't forget, you can pick up this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, hogsports.com. We're everywhere. We're streaming across the state of Arkansas and the world. (laughs) Danny West, Pete Roulier, I'm RJ Hawk. And we just got done talking about the Razorback basketball team getting a win this past weekend. But... Well, you got to give give one of those round, big standing round of applause to the Razorback baseball team. This past weekend, not they didn't just take one, they didn't take two, they didn't take three. They took four games from Gonzaga, a good Gonzaga team. Who's I think it's a pretty good club, man. Yeah, I they, think they're going to win their league right. probably. Well, they were picked to win their league, and they were scrappy. Not only did they win, this was a team that. They put up seven on Thursday, nine on Friday, five on Saturday, and then nine again on Sunday and held Gonzaga to just 13 runs. I'm going to tell you what, guys. We may be seeing something special with this. You know, Dave Van Horn's talked about Mm -hmm. this this baseball team, said he's been really excited about this team. And you almost wonder, he's had two teams in the College World Series, and those teams were special. Especially the one that right. uh, well, a couple years ago with the drop fly ball, that team was a special team. But when he's talking so much praise about this team, and I know it's early, I, I believe me, I I get it. It's a long baseball season, but what they're doing early on is pretty impressive. Yeah, all seven games that I've been at the park this season, there hasn't been one that's really been in doubt. At any point in any in any point of the game, um, yeah, you talked about Dave and Horn saying this is one of those teams that you know he really thinks is going to be special, and obviously you got Casey Martin, Heston Kerstad, Casey Opitz, um, a bunch of those older guys that he knows can hit the ball, um, but you had to trust him kind of on guys in the bullpen, and then um, some of these unnoticed people or people that you haven't heard of, you kind of had to just trust Dave, but when he says something, he usually means it, and he's been absolutely correct so far about some of these guys like Caden Monk, I know Danny mentioned him last week, some of these arms that are in the bullpen that you had no idea about. Um, Zach Morris, freshman out of Cabot. They are absolutely loaded in the bullpen, if you if you think about it. Um, then you had to mention Robert Moore, who's this freshman who everyone knew was going to be an elite defender, and he's proven that he is that. Um, he but was from the story the play, of man, the series. Coa, he was the story. Story of the series. Uh, eight for 12 from the plate. He hit his first career homer. Um, just 
insanely clutch. Nine RBIs, four walks, and two stolen bases. And this is from the eight hole. So if you're getting that kind of production from the eight hole, um, it's scary stuff, RJ. You know, I was just looking on Twitter and Baseball America, um, who I trust a lot in what they put out for Division One baseball. They just gave their prediction, and believe me, it's a way too early prediction. But it's their. It says our eight for Omaha. And they've got. Well, it's early. Yeah, I know it's Ooh. it's really early. But this is what <laughs> Baseball America put out. It's uh, they've got Arizona State, Arkansas, Florida, Louisville, Miami, Michigan, Texas Tech, and Vanderbilt. Now, granted. That that those teams are essentially the the top eight teams in the country right now, according to almost yeah, every not poll. Much of a reach. Yeah, it, it's not like they're pulling somebody out to to throw that out there. But still, though, I, I mean, once again, I, I heard some people saying this week, well, it was just Gonzaga. It, it would have meant more if it were in basketball. Um, <laughs> that 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 is uh, a fair, that's no. a fair point. <laughs> I mean, that that is a I fair point. So. But this was a team that was picked to win their league, and and I mean. They were a good baseball team. I will be interested to see. They play Oklahoma on Friday, how well they do. Now, they played Oklahoma in in an exhibition game earlier this year. Right, Pete? This past fall. Yes, they did, yeah. And lost. Lost that game, didn't they? They did. They did, yeah. I mean, uh, Oklahoma is a good team. You're going to really figure out about – um, the people, the people that are making these two early predictions about Arkansas, they're going to see after this next weekend, and I think Arkansas is going to get the best shot from Oklahoma, Texas, and Baylor. Not saying they're necessarily going to throw out their ace, but these teams are going to be playing to win. Um, because I mean, these games mean a lot. You said it. Um, people, everyone's predicting uh, Omaha for Arkansas. It's Omaha or bust. Um, and I'm just excited to see what some of these young arms that I mentioned can really do in uh, some pressure situations. I think that I know at this point what Connor Nolan and Patrick Wicklander can do. I feel like they're going to go out there and they're probably going to have a solid performance. To me, it's going to be about some of these young guys getting thrown into pressure situations against some really professional hitters. Um, that's gonna that's gonna be a defining factor for me, um, and then Robert Moore. I mean, think about Christian Franklin. He had a great non-conference um, schedule last season. Then when he kind of got in conference and faced these good arms, um, he wasn't the same player. That's just to be expected from somebody so young. Um, is Robert Moore, and then maybe is Christian Franklin. He's had a great great start to the season. Has he figured it out? Um, some of these younger guys, see if, what they can do against pitching. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. And then let's see if Casey Martin can get it going. That would really bring Arkansas a step up. But uh, Cade Cavalli is a guy from um, Oklahoma. It looks like they're going to be facing him. Um, Team USA guy. He's going to be the best pitcher they face up until SEC player, without a doubt. Um, so what's what's Arkansas going to look like when they're facing a absolute killer on the mound and then, and then a solid lineup on top of that? Yeah, it'll be interesting just for sure. You know, one, you were talking about that young pitching for Arkansas. And Cole Ramage started the Thursday game against Gonzaga and went two and two-thirds, gave up four hits, two runs. Um, to me, it wasn't really – it wasn't a downer performance, but it just wasn't something I was like, oh, boy, yeah, look forward to having him as a starter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. The guy that I was hoping to see a little bit more out of and just did not do well was Kevin Copps. And, the, you know, he was in there for two and a third, gave up four hits, three runs. Um faced 11 batters and and i look you we're gonna need to see uh, this bullpen 
perform at a high level, especially if, once they get to Omaha or get to the postseason. 100%. You're going to need a guy like Kevin Copps to come in there who's got a little yeah. bit of experience from previous years to come in there. And, 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 look, I understand you can have your off games, but it just – I was not – I was really – I was expecting more, I guess, out of Copps than what he gave. You know what, though, RJ? Uh, you know, and that's fair. Yeah, I was expecting more out of Copps and Ramage, too. But at the same time, Pete kind of hit on something there with – with Marshall Denton coming in, uh, Elijah Trest, I thought has really been impressive. You know what you're getting at this point from uh, Zeb Vermillion and, and Burton. Burton's been nasty, man. So I think they've had they can keep know, it enough in the so zone. far. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, they're a little bit sporadic at times. But I'm with you on Cops. He's, he's a guy I really felt strongly about going into the year. You know, matter of fact, it wasn't going to surprise me if he ended up taking a starting job. But and you I don't know, know what, we'll dude, see. He still but, might. Yeah, he still could. Still could. But Blake Adams, too, is a guy we failed to mention. You know, a little bit shaky uh, at times so far this year. But you just see the potential. And once he settles in there, right. I feel like, man, that, that he's going to be something as well. You know, I, I took I was, about – Oh, go for it, Pete. I was looking – Well, I was just going to say it took about four or five weeks for Arkansas to really find that rotation last season. So uh, you still got this big tournament coming up, and then yeah, the weekend Connor didn't after start that. off great last year either. And neither did Patrick. Patrick came out yeah, of the bullpen yeah, a lot. Fair point. So the third starter is going to emerge. It's it's going to be whoever puts on the best performance. I think it's a it's kind of a uh, audition these next couple of weeks for Blake Adams, Cole Ramage, and Kevin Coffs. I think that's who it's going to be between. You know, you were talking about this may be the best starting pitcher the Hogs have seen in, in the lineup, and. I'd almost beg to differ with you a little bit, Pete, just because Oklahoma's good, but you've got a 7-2 and Oklahoma team on Friday. Then you've got an 8-0 Texas team on Saturday. And then you've got a 4-3 and Baylor team. But Baylor so far this year, the I mean, they played Nebraska early, then they played UAPB and then Oral Roberts. So I, I wouldn't say there was a real test there. So really your, your two biggest tests of the season are Friday and Saturday against Oklahoma and Texas. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that, that I was just saying, Oklahoma was the biggest test they've seen so far. Yeah. And then you got to turn around and play Texas. Um, Patrick Wicklander will most likely start that game, and he came out and he put on a heck of a performance against Gonzaga. Um, he had, I think, he threw a one hitter through six innings, and he probably would have gone longer if it was later in the season. But uh, I don't know, man. It seems like Arkansas has had Texas's number in baseball as of late, so it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that going. Except um, for last but, year when Dave kind of it, – it's almost like – I'm not going to say he just gave the game away, but it, it was very apparent – sorry to cut you off, Pete, but no, you're it fine. was apparent to me that, that he, was, was, he was trying to get those young guys in there to pitch, and it was almost like he was saying, hey, yeah, we're probably going to lose the game, even though it's Texas, but we're going to benefit from it later. I'd be willing to bet he's not going to do that again twice in a row. I think he's going to go hard and heavy at Texas. Oh, especially if both teams are undefeated coming into that yep. Saturday game. Will, you know, you will know. we see has to knock somebody over and do the stare down again? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I, Man, sure, that was, I sure that hope so, Archie. <laughs> that was a great uh, how gift, many get, No, The question is, how many gifts will we see on Twitter as that game's getting ready to start? Because you know people still have it. Uh, of mm-hmm. when, I've still got uh, it on my phone. Of course yeah. you do, Danny. Do. <laughs> yes, of course you <laughs> do. Was an epic moment. He was a freshman at the time, he I was? believe, when he did yeah. that. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And that was at, the, that was at the College World Series, wasn't it? That's right. Yep, yeah. That's right. That was the but you know what people forget? Two years ago, guys, and you know you hate to keep going back to the team that came away one foul ball away from winning it all. But you know you think about some of these classics 
these early year classics that Arkansas goes and plays. People forget two years ago they go out and played in the uh, uh, Tony Gwynn Classic and came away one and two out there and still made it to the final game of the of the College World Series. So yeah, it would be great to go three and zero. Oh, it'd be great to go two and one. But at the same time, a couple months from now, nobody's – it doesn't matter. Well, and you also got to remember this right. is the first time this team's going on the road. I mean, this mm-hmm. they, right. they, they've been at home all this time, and uh, you, you're going on the road now. Granted, it's a neutral site game, but is it really whenever you're in Texas playing Texas? and then, uh, I think Arkansas uh, is going to be well represented. I 100% agree. I think a lot of guys are going to travel down to Houston that I know to watch this three-game series just because of the excitement surrounding the program. I heard somebody say he was worried about Robert Moore hitting the road. All right, guys. This kid's played in probably more big league stadiums than big leaguers have. He's seen them all. (laughs) He's seen seen them all. He's seen them all for sure. So I have no. I don't think that he's going to have any issue doing it. What I'd be more worried about in terms of, um, you know, Arkansas hitting the road is the arms, like um, the younger guys, seeing if they can keep it in the strike zone. Um, they don't have the crowd behind them. So uh, I don't know. It'll just be interesting to see. You're going to learn a lot. I learned a lot in seven games at home, but I think I'm going to learn more in these next three. Well, good stuff. It's uh, Friday. The Diamond Hogs take on Oklahoma. That will be at Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas, starting at 3 o'clock. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. We'll bring your own trash can. Bring your own trash can. <laughs> Somebody was asking how to watch it. I was like, I don't know right now, but I guarantee there's cameras in the stadium. Oh, yes, for <laughs> sure. That. For sure. Yeah. Danny, can you name the song real fast? Come on, man. Clay Walker. I love it. See? If I can make a million. Yeah, there you go. Make a living out of loving you. Hey, we've got more of the Hog Hustle coming up next. And a story that I just saw, the average recruiting cost for each school. We'll have it next right here on the Hustle. Loving that eight to five. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Jay-Z, bring them out. No, it's not yep. Jay-Z. Yeah, it is. It's T.I. Yes, it is. This is Jay-Z. Oh, come on. No, you That's, don't show We've had this argument this on this show 100%. before, RJ. Hold up. Just a Jay-Z is in the intro. It's a T.I. song, but that's absolutely Jay-Z in the intro. Okay, well, that Thank makes you, sense then because our, our we, system We had this here, argument last year about the same time. Because it's labeled T.I. in the system, so. Yeah, okay, I got you. It's a collaboration. Well, <laughs> then I'm going to say T.I. A collaboration. <laughs> oh, welcome back to the Hog Hustle. That is the voice of one Danny West, as well as Pete Rullier. They're hanging out in northwest Arkansas today. Danny, you recruiting folks spend a lot of money. A lot. That's one way to say it. <laughs> Brad, respect, Cr- Danny. Brad Crawford. Under that bus. <laughs> Brad Crawford from 24-7 Sports put out an article saying the SEC recruiting expenses dwarfs other Power 5 leagues. And I got to looking at the numbers in 2018. Mm-hmm. The SEC spot here's just, and you may have read. Did you see this article, Danny? I have not seen it. Okay, this is an I've average. Got a pretty good idea where you're headed. Average per school. We'll start with the Pac-12. Average per school, eight hundred seven thousand on recruiting. The Big Twelve, nine hundred twenty-two thousand. The Big Ten, nine forty-four. The ACC, one point one five. Take a guess on what the SEC average per school. The SEC? Yeah. So around, around two. 
175. 1.53. Yeah, 1.53 million per school. Georgia leads the way, spending $3.6 million on recruiting that uh, in 2008. They were followed by Alabama at 2.6, Tennessee at 2.2, and then Arkansas spent 1.9 million in 2018 on on uh, recruiting. So how about the that? Pork chopper, right? Arkansas was is in the top five and something in the SEC in football. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So I just thought I yeah, saw not, that. Not really surprising. You know, so much goes into that, especially from Arkansas' standpoint. Not that you wanted me to elaborate. But yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, obviously everybody, it's no secret, Arkansas has to travel quite a bit more than a lot of other schools that are closer to, uh, you know, talent-rich areas. So Arkansas's flights and, you know, coming and going, bringing in official visitors to XNA is not the cheapest airport in the world. So, yeah, a lot plays into that. Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to where they eat during official visits, you know, where they stay, a lot factors into that. So it doesn't surprise me that Arkansas would be up there. According to this same article, uh, Chad Morris increases spending and recruiting 54%. And they, they're saying that uh, considering first-year Sam Pittman's penchant for hitting the road, the recruiting budget is going to go north of $2 million in 2000. 20. So I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of Florida, a lot of Florida, a lot of St. Louis in this uh, this new recruiting territory. And still, you know, you're still maintaining Dallas and um, East Texas and Louisiana. So, yeah, I could totally see that. A lot of Georgia in there, too. I failed to mention Georgia. Mm-hmm. They're going to be making quite a few trips down to Atlanta, I would think. Okay, let's jump into the hogsports.com mailbag. You can do this each and every week by going to hogsports.com, clicking on the boards tab, and going to the Razor's Edge. Danny posts the mailbag, what, usually on Monday? On Mondays, usually. Monday night. Uh, Okay, so we will start with Dallas Hog 87, and this person says, I expect us to have some departures following spring ball, but what positions are we trying to really focus on in the 21 class? Yeah, I mean, I'll give you the standard coach speak answer. You're always going to be looking for offensive and defensive linemen. That's what every coach in the SEC or just about anywhere in the country is going to tell you. But it's always true, too. You know, the numbers always support that. So especially this year on the offensive line, I would expect probably four guys this year. So I think that would be a point of emphasis. We talked earlier about wide receiver, right? They came away a little bit short this past year. So I would expect that to be a a pretty big group. Maybe a couple of quarterbacks again this time around. Running back, you know they're going to try to load up there. So, I mean, I've just named half the position groups across, you know, but I mean, yeah, those would be the ones I'd start with. WPS88 says Aaron McLaughlin, uh, former quarterback target under the previous staff, decommitted from Auburn earlier this month. Do you expect this staff to recruit him? (laughs) You know what? You never say never, but, you know, for people who aren't aware of Aaron McLaughlin, this is a guy that at one point, RJ, I felt like Arkansas was about to get him. He's a four-star quarterback out of Georgia. Came up to Fayetteville a couple of times, uh, I want to say two years ago even. 
uh, four-star uh, wide receiver commitment at the time. Xavion Capers was committed here. He ended up becoming teammates with Xavion. There was a lot of moving parts here, buddy, but obviously things went south with Xavion, and once that happened, uh, Aaron McLaughlin was pretty much off the board for Arkansas. So, you know, if you want to look at it this way, he's kind of turned down Ch Chad Morris twice now, right? He turned him down when he was at Arkansas. And then after he gets to Auburn as the offensive coordinator, this kid decommits from Auburn. So he's basically ran away from Chad Morris twice. But uh, you never say never. wouldn't surprise me if they go after him. But so far, you know, they, they've really targeted guys who are dual threat. And if not, they're listed as pro-style guys, but guys who can really run. Not sure McLaughlin really fits that bill, but he is one of the best arm talents that I've ever seen at quarterback at any Arkansas camp. I've seen him a couple of times, and, I mean, he's he's the real deal. Big-time dude. Dogtown Hog says, uh, is Moss and the staff recruiting any more bigs for next year, do you know of? Yeah, I, I still say it's too early. I know everybody's getting excited about that, but, you know, let's give it a few more weeks here. I, they're absolutely interested in filling a couple more spots, uh, at least one more spot. It wouldn't surprise me if they ended up being two. And if so, I do think they're going to go out and try to find some size. Now, that's not necessarily, you know, like the Azabuki kid. He doesn't have to be a prototypical 1995 type center but you know i would expect them to get some length with uh, maybe a remaining spot or two at some point whether that's juco a late high school kid or a transfer obviously muss is big on the transfer portal so that would probably be my guess web 11 says do the hogs make the dad gum dance this year pete and danny rj <laughs> go for it, Pete. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna go ahead and say no. That five-game losing streak in that conference record of five and nine—it's probably too much to overcome. Um, but like you said, Marty said it. If you go out and win three of the next four, and then maybe a couple in the tournament, it'll be hard to say no. So it'll be an interesting selection Sunday, that's for sure. I'm gonna ride with them, RJ. I'm gonna go barely yes. I, they're in my last four in right now, so to speak. I'm gonna ride with them and, and roll the dice here a little bit. I know you disagreed on the Tennessee game coming up tomorrow night. I'm gonna take them there, and then I'm gonna say they're gonna come away with uh, a couple of the final three at Georgia, at home against LSU, and at A&M. So that would be what? That would put them at 20 going mm -hmm. into the tournament. Yeah. You go win a game there, I think you're in. Danny Lenardi with that analysis right there. And Danny Lenardi. And uh, you know what? I, I think they do make the dance, I, but I don't think they beat Tennessee tomorrow night. Um, you know, I, I, th I agree with there you, Danny. There would still be a scenario yeah, if they don't. Yeah, right. you may have to win a couple in the, in the SEC tournament to get there. But, uh, yeah, I do think they make the tournament. And now, now that Isaiah's back, I, I think that that kind of reopens the eyes because the committee also looks at that five-game losing streak and says, yeah. why were they losing? And they look at injuries. And, and, you know, if you look at the NET rating, they're still higher than Tennessee is right now. So, And it helps that Indiana keeps winning uh, and right. doing – big things in in the big 10 so um yeah i think they do make the dance so uh i'm not even about to say this username because i don't know how it's really long and i don't know but we're going to say can you share any knowledge about the ongoing reggie cheney roller coaster pete um i really can't speak to that i know that muscleman mentioned with having isaiah joe back it was good to have um 
people that with Isaiah Joe out, guys were subbing themselves in and subbing themselves out just because of the sheer, you know, um, just everyone was so tired. Now that Isaiah Joe's back, things have changed. Speaking on Reggie Cheney, um, he mentioned how good he played in that Missouri game. I think he had maybe like a, a career high in points. But Musselman just was not impressed with the defensive rebounding. I think that's what it really comes down to with Cheney. Um, there might be something else going on, but we're not going to hear about it until the end of the season. Abujta says, are we still in a position to get a visit from Harrison Ingram? Yeah, you know what? I reached out to Harrison. I would expect that to happen. He was supposed to have been here in January, I want to say. And again, this is a five-star guy for the 2021 class out of Texas. Big-time target on the basketball front. So to answer the question, I do expect them to get a makeup visit. Not sure when that's going to happen. I've got a message into Harrison, and uh, and we'll go from there. But yeah, I think he's going to he'll be back on the hill again at some point. And thoughts on the possibility of Ebony Jackson that coming from Razor Snacks drummer. Didn't yeah, we ask that question last week? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like a hot topic. But, you know, again, going back to the Cottrell Wallace deal, um, yeah, that's not going to open up another spot. If he doesn't end up at Arkansas, you don't get an additional spot as a result of that. So they're still full. You know, you sign 25, that's your allotment. So uh, that's where it's at, man. And I don't know what else to tell you on Ebony Jackson. <laughs> Come on, man. Get Ebony keep... up here. Uh, it's all you. You some talent in Texarkana, too, right? You're <laughs> <laughs> hearing that one. Okay. I think that one's in the mailbag again. Uh, yeah, I, I skipped over that one. I love it, though, man. Uh, we got the best posters in the amen. world. They, they come at you hard and heavy. They want to know it, and they deserve to know it. Uh, Tyus, Shout out to the Razor's Edge. It, once again, it's a NASCAR commercial for Danny. He's like, yeah, we're talking about this. Hey, shout out to the Razor's Edge. Want to tell everybody hi out there. Um, yeah, Tyus Martin, Clayton Smith, Landon Jackson, Marcus Burris, are all those t- is that the Texarkana group? That's exactly okay. what you just ran through. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, Tyus Martin is a kid out of Jacksonville. Still a fluid situation. Arkansas is still evaluating him. No movement there yet. Gotcha. Okay, well there we go. We, we ran through that one. A lot of information in, in a short amount of time. We want to say thank you to everybody that listened to today's show. We'll also say thanks to First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Don't forget to go by and check out their Cube system. They are doing banking seven days a week online. You need to go check them out today. First Arkansas Bank and Trust. They are the exclusive sponsor of the Hog Hustle. Well, guys. We've got a lot of action this week. Hogs are on the road down in Houston, taking on Oklahoma, then Texas, then Baylor, then the Razorback basketball team. They are taking on Tennessee tomorrow night. And uh, looking forward to talking with you guys next week about everything going on with the Razorbacks. So for Pete Roulier, Danny West, I'm RJ Hawk. Until next week, this has been the Hog Hustle.